This is Isabel in San Dimas, Conversations with Neighbors. This is a podcast to spark conversations among neighbors about happenings in and around San Dimas. I am Isabel in San Dimas, and I'm happy to be one of your neighbors. In this episode, I will be exploring the skate park at Pioneer Park. Did you even know there was a skate park in San Dimas? I feel like most people in San Dimas might be surprised to learn that we do have one here in our quaint small town. So today I have invited Savannah Spillman, who is a lifelong resident of the city, to talk about her experience at the skate park. I learned of Savannah during a city council meeting when she called in during the public comments portion of the meeting. And she submitted a proposal to the city council and parks and recreation department to improve the lighting and safety at the skate park. I was super impressed by her presentation and the research and plan that she put together. And I was also really inspired to hear a young person being involved in our community in that way. So I reached out to her and we got to talking. She was so enthusiastic about her proposal and excited about the possibility of interviewing for my podcast to uh, share a little bit about the skate park culture to my audience and to the community of San Dimas. And uh, we had a nice chat. So thanks for listening. Today, I am joined by Savannah Spillman. She is a resident of San Dimas, and we're going to be talking about the skate park over at Pioneer Park. Thanks for joining me on the show today, Savannah. Thank you for having me. So let's just get started by um, you telling me a little bit about yourself. Uh, You know, you grew up in San Dimas. You've been Mm -hmm. going to the skate park, I I assume, your whole life. Tell me more about who Savannah is. (laughs) So I'm 23 years old. I actually didn't start skateboarding until I was 20. Okay. Um, So I've been doing it for three years now. I have uh, three AAs in art from Citrus College. And uh, yeah, just loving skateboarding and uh, doing art. I just recently got into um, my community and I fell in love with it. (laughs) Nice. Okay. So right off the bat, I was wrong. You haven't been skating your whole life. You just have been doing that for the past three years. Mm -hmm. Okay. So uh, I'm curious, what got you into skating? So I actually went to college for art in San Francisco for one year, but it was a little too pricey for me. So I was like, I'll move home, go to community college and continue doing what I love. And I reconnected with a high school friend of mine who Um, was super into skateboarding and I was like oh well you know I'll come hang out at the skate park with you why not and I ended up trying to ride her skateboard a couple times and I just immediately fell in love with it got my own and didn't stop ever since oh my gosh that's awesome okay well I have a question that I was going to save for a little bit later but Mm -hmm. uh, since we're talking about this now so I'm in my 30s I don't know I just assumed it was too late for me to figure out how to skateboard what words of inspiration or advice do you have someone who's like just starting out I mean can anyone pick up skateboarding or is it like pretty hard well I would say that if you're gonna start skateboarding um, I would definitely pad up. 
Okay. <laughs> um, I say I've heard a lot of older skateboarders say the older you get, the more pads you need, um, <laughs> which is always good. I mean, it gives you more confidence. But also, I don't think it's ever too late to learn how to skateboard. I feel like you can relate it to any sport. It's like saying, oh, it's never too late to learn tennis. It's just like any other sport. It's just a little bit more extreme because you can get hurt. But, you know, there are a lot of even uh, women skaters that start in their 30s and they turn out to be really good skateboarders. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So now you just gave me no excuse. That's something I could learn. I still have time. I I actually just met a family at a skate park on Halloween. Um, It was two little girls and one boy. And I asked the little girl, I was like, oh, well, how'd you get into skateboarding? And she's like, well, my family, we all started at the same time. So her whole family started skateboarding together. Oh, my gosh. So basically, you're telling me that I could learn how to skateboard (laughs) as my kids learn. Yes. Yes. (laughs) But I can guarantee you, your kids will learn so much faster than you. (laughs) Okay. So let's get back on topic. I'm sorry for that little aside. I was just um, excited to learn more. So tell me about the skate park at Pioneer Park. I have a feeling that people listening to this episode, probably some of them didn't even know we had a skate park in San Dimas. Yeah. So I actually had no clue we had a skate park even while I was in high school. Um, It wasn't until I graduated and had that friend that skateboarded that I knew about it. But honestly, it's a pretty small skate park. It's smaller than most standard skate parks, I would say. But I feel like the first things you kind of notice are that it's in Pioneer Park. It's a really nice area. Um, Our park doesn't have any lights and it doesn't have any gates or fences, uh, unlike most skate parks in our uh, neighboring cities. Mm-hmm. but I would say that it's like the perfect place to learn how to skateboard. It's not that intimidating for newcomers, but I will say it's very clacky um, because there's a lot of cracks at our park that were, I think they were intentionally designed for our park, but usually parks are a lot more smooth, mm-hmm. which is interesting. But I would say that most of the people at our skate park are really welcoming. Okay, so just to kind of explain a little bit more about how our skate park relates or compares to others. So at other skate parks in neighboring cities, most of them have a fence around the skate park, you said? Yeah, um, most of them have a way to be able to lock it at night. Okay. Um, which was actually something I was going to look into for our park and see if our city was going to have to require that if we did get lights. Mm-hmm. I don't think people would be very happy with that. I think it gives us uh, an open feeling to our park. Mm-hmm. Unlike other parks, I feel like it kind of can create a sense of need for protection or something like that, mm-hmm. um, or to keep vandals out possibly. But I kind of like the idea of not having gates or a fence because it just leaves it so opening and welcoming to people. It's just nicer to not have it so closed. Mm-hmm. It kind of adds to mm-hmm. the um, ambiance of it, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, and then another big difference you said was that our skate park does not have lighting compared to other skate parks. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's a big thing that um, I do want to talk to you about because you have your proposal that's going to the Parks and Rec Commission. I want to talk about that in a little bit. So 
what do you know about the skate park's history? Do you know much about it or, you know, you're relatively new to skating? Mm -hmm. So I actually did some research. I tried calling our Parks and Recs department to see how old the skate park actually is. Mm -hmm. They gave me an estimate of 2002, but I actually reached out to some old heads in skateboarding and they said it was built probably 1997. So I'm not sure who built it or why, but I'm pretty sure it had something to do with um, SoCal skate parks um, building the park. Okay. So late, Mm -hmm. late 90s, early 2000s, Mm -hmm. the skate park was uh, set up in Pioneer Park. And Mm -hmm. I guess the rest is history. How many people do you think use the skate park or like what is the skate culture like, I guess, over at Pioneer Park? So actually, I feel like since COVID has hit, uh, our skate park has kind of grown in numbers and mm-hmm. popularity. Uh, it's definitely more of a um, a more visited skate park, I would say, nowadays. I think when I first started, it wasn't as popular. Uh-huh. Um, but more recently, it's definitely had a lot more people. And I think that's because people are kind of stuck inside their houses and skateboarding is that one sport where you can keep your distance from people. Mm-hmm. So that's always been a little interesting for me uh, to observe as we go through all of this. Mm-hmm. So people, I mean, it sounds like a great way to get outside of your house. A lot of us are cooped up at home and it's a way to maintain social distance, but also, uh, you know, either exercise or kind of socially interact with people, but not too close. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a very independent sport. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what is the age range of people who are at the skate park? Is it mostly young people or is it all different ages? I would say it's a mix of old and young, but I feel like now that it's getting more popular, um, I would say more young people are starting to come into it, which is amazing. I don't know if young is the same to you as it is to me. <laughs> What's like the, what are the ages say, you're thinking? <laughs> I would say um, the people coming into it right now are the most popular would probably be like 10 to 13. Um, but now that I'm like, you know, I've been there for three years, I see all the 13 year olds are like 16 and getting mm-hmm. older. So um, yeah, I would say like 13 is the most popular, but then there's also the adults who are anywhere from 20 to 30. Okay. Okay. So, mm-hmm. so a good range, so like anywhere from like yeah. 10 to about 30. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I mean, I imagine the skill level is pretty different, you know, given that you have like a lot of young people and some older people. But would you say, is there a way that you could describe, is it mostly beginners or intermediate or are there any like super experts out there? I would say it's definitely um, a range of beginning level to definitely could be pro or professional. Um, I think it's just on any given day. You never know who's going to be there. But I would say it's usually intermediate. Okay. And Mm -hmm. are there specific times of the day when the skate park is more or less busy? I would say in the late afternoon when it's, uh, you know, it's been kind of hot. So usually when it cools off or sometimes you can even find people early in the morning Mm -hmm. um, when it's not so busy. Okay. So yeah. not like right in the middle of the day when it's, you know, the peak of the heat Scorching. of the day, but so either mm-hmm. in the morning or in the afternoon evenings. Yeah. And usually right before the sun goes down is when the most amount of people are there. Got it. Mm-hmm. We talked a little bit about this at the beginning about like learning how to skate and just getting started. But I don't know, I can imagine, you know, 
I'll just speak for myself. If I was learning how to skate, you know, I, I might be intimidated to go to a skate park. Do you, do you feel like, is it intimidating to go if you don't know what you're doing? Or do you feel like it's a pretty good place to kind of start? I think it is always intimidating to try something new, to be vulnerable around other people, to fall in front of people is terrifying um, because you feel like you're embarrassing yourself. Mm-hmm. But I always tell people, you know, everyone is at the skate park to practice. We're not there to stare at you, even though it can feel like it. Um, we're all there to practice doing what we like to do. And we usually don't notice you unless you do something really cool, you know? <laughs> so I think that it's, um, it is intimidating, but I think it's kind of just in people's head, you know? Mm-hmm. So most people are just there to kind of learn and the real people who stand out aren't the ones who are falling because everyone's falling. It's really the people who are like doing really awesome tricks. Yeah. And I mean, if you're, it's not if, it's when you're going to fall. It's mm. bound to happen. Like you're on a board with four wheels, you know, <laughs> people are clumsy. Um, there's always the accidents that are prone to happen at a skate park. It is intimidating, but it's always worth it, in my opinion, to push yourself to try something new. Mm-hmm. Well, those are some very wise words. And Savannah, correct me if I'm wrong, but the first time we talked, didn't you say that uh, the folks at the skate park call you the skate park mama or something like that? They do. They call me skate park mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that um, I gained that reputation through bringing multiple snacks through giving advice to the kids, you know, typical mom things, standing up for bullying, um, telling kids to stick up for others, telling all the kids not to litter. That's their favorite thing. They're like, oh, we know we're not supposed to litter. Oh my gosh. And they're, they're getting really good about it. It's really, it's really cute. Well, and it sounds like you were just very encouraging and inspiring to, you know, the young folks and the beginners at the skate park and, telling them not to give up, even though it's hard. That sounds like very good advice. Yeah, I would say everyone at the park is um, my family. Definitely. That's beautiful. Well, let's uh, switch gears a little bit and talk about the proposal that you submitted to the city council and the parks and recreation department, because that's kind of how you and I got in touch. So tell me just a little bit about the proposal and how you came up with it. So I came up with a proposal pretty much my first year into skateboarding. I spent almost every single day of that summer. I started learning how to skate, just wishing that there was more daylight in in, in a day, you know, Um, because there's only so much time to practice. And I just found myself like when, when I'd go to other parks with my friends, I'd be like, wow, like all these lights are here and it's so great. You can stay later. I feel safe here, you know. So that was definitely something on my mind. And then as soon as I started talking to my fellow local skateboarders about it, we couldn't stop talking about it. Mm -hmm. But the thing was, no one even did anything about it. We just talked about it. Mm -hmm. And so I, I was still in college. I had about a year left. So I told myself, okay, after I finish finish college, I'll try to dedicate myself to getting these lights at the skate park. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I just really wanted to create a safe environment for all the kids as, as I got to know all of them a lot better. You know, I just wanted it to become a safe environment, not only for 
the young skaters, but for the new female skaters that are coming into this sport, um, it's getting really popular. Mm-hmm. And when you have lights at the skate park, the chances of crime happening or even like sexual assaults, it goes down significantly. Mm-hmm. And right now, what are the hours uh, that you can use a skate park? Is it just when you know, daylight hours, I guess? Yeah, it's sunrise to dusk. Okay. And so by mm-hmm. allowing uh, lights at the skate park, it would allow for extended hours at the skate park. And then also in your uh, research, it would allow for increased safety, I guess, for all the users of the skate park. Right. And when you were asking me about um, the age range, I would say, because, you know, our daylight saving hours, our sun goes down at six o'clock now. So that only gives us a shorter amount of time to skateboard. But even for the adults that get off of work, you know, because it's not just a a child's sport. Uh, This is now an Olympic sport, actually. Mm -hmm. So this gives even less time for adults to get their daily dose of exercise, even if it's skateboarding. You know, I think it more than qualifies for enough exercise for somebody. So it just gives us extra time to be able to practice and feel safe in our neighborhood, you know. Mm hmm. Can you um, describe a little bit about the details of your proposal, like what you are asking from the city? So I'm asking for lighting, for sure. I have done a little bit of research. I know that we'll definitely need a photometric light study so that none of the lights would affect the neighbors in the local area. Mm -hmm. And there's also a couple other things I would like to happen. I would like the... Um, There's a brick wall next to the skate park, Mm -hmm. and it's actually a part of old San Dimas. Like when San Dimas first got established in 1960, that was there, you know. Mm -hmm. And I would like to do something actually with the children to make like a mural on that wall or some way that San Dimas could um, make it more secure Mm -hmm. uh, and keep a part of old San Dimas in that way. Mm. And then I'd also like there to be recycling bins because I feel like the most thing you see at the skate park littered is recycling and there's no place for it to go I mean it's nice like there are people that come and pick it up you know to make a little money but it is just like it doesn't look good you know mm-hmm. <laughs> um and then I would say we need repairs for the bathrooms I know that the men's bathroom doesn't have uh, soap which I found so interesting and, you know, just like little repairs here and there. Mm, just uh, a little say, TLC. Yeah, definitely some TLC because we definitely love that park. It's our home. It's our second home mm-hmm. for sure. What about the cracks? You said that there were cracks in the park, but that's maybe by design. Yes. Yeah, so there are some cracks by design, but I would say there are definitely some concrete wear and tear that's happened from the weather. But we've had, I don't know who does it. <laughs> which is surprising to me because I know everyone at the skate park, but there are people that come and fill in these cracks we get that are like very, they're kind of dangerous. Mm. Um, And someone comes and fills them in for us, but it's, it only lasts us a couple months, you know? Hmm. So there's definitely some things inside the park that need help as well. Mm. I wonder, is that provided by the city? You think the crack repairs? Honestly, I'm not sure. I think it's the, um, a local person that loves the park just as much as I do. <laughs> mm, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you submitted your proposal to the city council and parks and rec department. And what was the response that you got from them? 
it was pretty good. I I think I submitted my pr- proposal at the perfect time because of COVID going on and everything. Um, I think I kind of caught their attention for speaking in front of them, even though I feel like I made a fool of myself. No, <laughs> you were I'm, you I'm were a so good. Public speaker. <laughs> Thank you. But I um, had the help of my cousin who actually has a master's degree in psychology. I had her help me write up a proposal, although most of the research I'll say was done by me because I was very dedicated for the past two years Mm -hmm. um, doing any research I could when I had free time. So this proposal was done with all my love and attention I could give it. Um, And I think they heard it because San Dimas is honestly trying to make some great changes in our community right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, at the last Parks and Rec Commission meeting, I believe they were supposed to talk about your proposal, but for whatever reason, uh, they weren't able to. So as of now, it seems like there is not a date yet for when uh, your proposal will be discussed at a future Parks and Rec Commission meeting. Uh, But once that information becomes available, I will share it on my website at isabelinsandemus.com slash skatepark for anyone who is interested in watching and learning more about your proposal. Um, And then, Savannah, I know when we first talked about this, uh, we had talked about the whole Pioneer Square development that might be coming into uh, that lot right next to Pioneer Park. Have you thought about how that development, you know, if it does come in, how it may or may not impact the skate park? Honestly, I think it could actually help us get the funding we need for the lights and any, you know, updates the park could need. And like I told you, I'm I'm currently waiting to hear back from an electrician for a quote and a photometric light study for the city to go off of. And hopefully the Pioneer Square could go along with that and see that if we have lights, that it'll actually make their property more secure mm-hmm. and safer. I think the Pioneer Square is actually just going to make the whole park a safer environment for people, more welcoming for our community. Mm-hmm. Um, and bring more people into the park because it's a beautiful park. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And gosh, uh, on a different note, I just want to say how impressed I am by you and all the research that you've done into this proposal, like talking about, you know, the electrician and the photometric studies that you, you need to look into. I mean, I don't know any other 20 something year olds who have taken this much initiative on anything. So I'm really (laughs) impressed by you. And it just shows how much you really care about the skate park. And I think, most importantly, the community of people that you've gotten to know through skateboarding. Thank you. That means a lot. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you've obviously put a lot of hard work and care into this. So thank you for sharing that with me and and Mm -hmm. the rest of our community. Yeah. Okay, one last question. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you have any interesting stories from the skate park that you want to share with me? I love that you asked me that because I actually have a wonderful story to share with you. On October 30th, all of my little skate park kids got together and created this little event for all their friends to come to. It's like a skate contest. And it was just so amazing how they pulled it all together themselves. And I remember on the like contest invitation, it said no littering. (laughs) (laughs) And they care so much about it. I love it. 
And um, they brought, you know, food, hot dogs. They made the hot dogs themselves, which was used from the girls at the park, which is amazing. And, you know, it was really cool. I reached out to Pawn Shop Skate Shop, which is a local community um, skate shop in Covina. Mm -hmm. And they very generously donated a bunch of skate stuff for the kids to give out as prices. Oh, my gosh. And even a skateboard deck, which is so amazing. The kids were ecstatic, you know. Oh, my gosh. A great, great company. And, you know, this just shows me how community-driven skateboarding can be mm-hmm. and like how we care for each other um and you know I I actually told the owner of the skate shop Anthony Piscopo I, I told him you know when you believe in the youth and you teach and you teach them to you know you teach them to believe in themselves mm-hmm. so you know this little act of donating things for them to give out for doing good in skateboarding is, you know, teaching them to be better at everything that they do. Mm -hmm. So I think that was so just like, so gratifying to see the kids working hard. Well, and that's so amazing too to, you know, to see you being part of that and, and in some ways, encouraging and empowering them to take ownership over that event. You know, that's just, that's such an amazing story. And, you know, in talking to you and hearing about this, I- I'm really astounded, you know, because I-, I know that the skate park exists. You know, we we take walks with my kids. My my little ones love to stand there and they just watch in awe of the older kids skateboarding. Um, mm-hmm. But in this conversation that we've had today, I, I feel like there's such a culture of like camaraderie and community around the skate park that I literally had no idea even existed. It's like, it just seems like so uh, such a beautiful sense of community and family, I think is the word that you use to describe it that, that I didn't know about. And and I bet a lot of people in San Dimas don't even know that this little gem of a community exists here. Yeah. I, I'm glad that you're giving me the space to share about it because I feel like a lot of people um, stigmatize skateboarders for being criminals, but mm-hmm. you know, I think at the end of the day, we're just there to exercise and uh, take care of each other, and and give support to people who are seen as you know misfits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, thanks so much, Savannah. Is there anything else that we didn't talk about that you wanted to um, address on the show today? Um, I think one thing I would really like to share is that if you would like to support San Dimas Pioneer Park in any way, the skate park especially, I would say, you know, start skateboarding. Go out there, go to Pawn Shop Skate Company, uh, get a skateboard, you know, get your kids into skateboarding. Let's really stop this stigma about skateboarders being criminals. You know, skating is an Olympic sport now. A lot more females are getting to it. So if you're a female and a woman or however you identify and you want to get into skateboarding, hit me up and I will teach you, you know, let's make it all inclusive. Oh my gosh, Savannah, I might have to reach out to you when I start teaching my kids (laughs) and when I want to learn how to skateboard. (laughs) Let's do it. (laughs) So do you have any advice for uh, girls in particular who want to get into skateboarding? To any young girls or even older girls, that want to get into skateboarding and they're too afraid or intimidated, I would, what I say to every girl I see at a skate park is don't be afraid to take up space. You belong here just as much as any other person does. Any other guy, you know, you belong there and don't be afraid to do it. You know, (laughs) 
Mm. I feel like that's just good advice for life in general for, for young women everywhere. Oh yeah. Yep. I think that a lot. I I just had a daughter um, in March and I think about, you know, the world she's growing up into and um, yeah, just wanting the world to be a good place, not only for my sons, but also for my daughter. So if someone wants to get in touch with you, maybe they are interested in learning more about the skate park in San Dimas or your proposal. Uh, is there a way that folks can reach out to you other than your personal contact info? Um, honestly, my Instagram, it's my first and last name, Savannah Spillman. I'm always open to talk to, to anybody on there. Okay, cool. I will, um, I'll include your Instagram handle on my website too. If anyone wants to reach out and learn more about the skate park in San Dimas at Pioneer Park. Sounds good. Awesome. Thanks so much, Savannah. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me. That was my lovely interview with Savannah. Let's keep the conversation going at my website. Visit isabelinsandimas.com slash skatepark. Did you know that San Dimas had a skate park before listening to this episode? Have you ever visited the skate park at Pioneer Park? As I mentioned, um, we like to take my kids on walks around the neighborhood and Pioneer Park is one of our local spots. And my two-year-old twins love watching the skaters at the skate park. They're just in awe. They're in a trance when we when we walk by. Uh, what were your impressions about the skate park before this episode and after? Did your ideas change? Uh, were you surprised to learn about the culture and community that the skate park fosters for our youth? Feel free to comment and I look forward to continuing this conversation. A couple updates I wanted to make you aware of. The closure of Gladstone at the railroad crossing in San Dimas due to gold line construction has been extended through, they say, November 15th. Uh, I think this is the second extension already, so we'll see if it really ends then or if it continues. Also, I want to let you know that the city is having a housing element update subcommittee survey. What that basically is, is the city is conducting a survey to find out what the community thinks about increasing housing in the city. Uh, the city is required to add additional zoning for about 1,200 units of housing, and the city in their uh, part of their research wants to hear from you, the community, to get your feedback on where you think that housing should go. So I will link to that survey on my website. A personal tidbit about me, uh, I think this is fitting for this episode, but back when Phil and I first started dating, uh, Phil was an avid skateboarder. Uh, we went to college together and he would zip around campus getting from one side to the other uh, to get from classes or go to lunches or hang out with friends. And uh, when we first started dating, he tried to teach me how to skateboard. 
that's it for me today. Thanks for joining me. As you know, I am Isabel in San Dimas. And before I go, I want to encourage you to connect with one of your neighbors. If you haven't visited the skate park at Pioneer Park, I would like to invite you to do so. Take a walk, or if you're not in walking distance, drive over to the skate park. Just check it out. Maybe uh, go at a time when you can watch the skaters. As I said, my kids love it, and maybe you and your family will too. As always, you can find me at isabelinsandemus.com. Feel free to reach out. I love hearing from you, and I look forward to chatting with you next time. Thanks. Thanks.